This is Aussie Mac Zone. We'll cover everything Apple, including Macs, iPhones, iPads, and more. All this from an Aussie perspective. Sit back, relax, insert yourself into the zone. The Aussie Mac Zone. There we go. Welcome, everybody. How are we? Excellent. How are you, Michael? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Very good. So, a bit of turmoil this week. So, here we go. Uh, and how have you been, Zahn? All right? Yeah, you know. Not, not flooded. Considering. Not, not washed out. <laughs> uh, I'm always a little washed out, Michael, but I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, let me see if I can get things going here. Yep. So, our first story this week on show 376. I know, 376. Yeah, our Aussie Apple Ramblings. Very, very simple one to start with. Being the 1st of April. Happy birthday, Apple. So, on April 1, 1976, Apple Computer Company was founded by Steve Jobs, Steve Wozniak, and Ronald Wayne. So, congratulations to all of them. I reckon that's amazing. Yeah. All that time ago, and we're still talking about you. Yep. (laughs) That's two years older than me. And that's saying something. I reckon. (laughs) I was going to say, look at the amount of grey I've got, but then I looked at you and I thought, I'm okay. (laughs) You're doing it easy, son. Doing it easy. (laughs) I haven't got any grey. No. They're natural blonde. It's beautiful. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Story number two. Yes. So- Good cat. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Jumped right off the I, table. I, right there, didn't it? <laughs> it did it went right off the table. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I, I apologise uh, again this week. I'm having trouble uh, with my setup, so I'm going to have to read straight off of. Um, my phone yeah. instead of my where I normally read my notes from. So, um, Apple Maps speed camera feature now rolling out to more countries, including Australia. Nine to five Mac reports iOS 14 saw the introduction of Apple Maps speed camera alerts, but this was initially only limited to the UK and the US and oh, and Ireland. This is a problem with reading off a phone. <laughs> we're, now, we're now seeing it roll out to a number of additional countries. Apple uh, bills the feature as a warning to uh, anticipated slowing traffic. A helpful heads up to slow down. Maps let you know when you're approaching a speed camera and red light camera along your route so you can anticipate potential slowing traffic ahead. You can also see where individual cameras are located on the map. While navigating with Apple Maps, you'll see a yellow icon with a camera in the location of a speed, uh, yeah, the camera in the location of the speed camera. We have at least seen uh, the location of cameras in the Harlem region, uh, the function may be rolled out even further 
so you will uh, not see it every everywhere. You will only see the cameras during uh, route guidance. So that means uh, when you're using your maps. I'm sorry, that was uh, I misread that. It wasn't Harlem. That uh, what's that? Himalaya, whatever that says. Anyway, yeah, that might be a Belgian yeah. one or something. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Show up when you say, "All right, take me home," and you go past yeah. the speed camera, and you're using the map as opposed to just having it there for yeah for other reasons. Yeah. So if you so basically they're saying, uh, don't forget, sorry, that the Easter weekend is double demerit time. There's more notes. There's yeah. uh, more in the show notes, but so basically they're saying unless you have a planned a route. Uh, this feature doesn't work. So if you're wanting to know where the speed cameras are, you should always plan your route, set it into your maps, yeah, and and then go from there. That way you know that um, speed camera. I'm pretty sure they'll work on the motorways as well. So uh, for your cameras, where your, your toll cameras and stuff like that. So you know if you're going into a tolled area, like some parts of the M4 isn't tolled, and some parts are. Yeah. So I'm guessing that they will tell you which parts of the motorway are told and which aren't. Um, well, you'd hope so anyway. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that's um, <laughs> that's really cool. I can't wait for this to, to hit, the, hit the shores. Yeah. And, and there's other things coming where you'll be able to, like you can in ways, you can say, oh, there's a car park on the side of the road, you know, or there's yeah. a truck breakdown or there's roadkill or, which I've got yep. heaps, heaps of cars parked on the side of the road. When I I went for a three-hour drive to a customer the other day and three hours back yeah. and there was heaps and yep. heaps of cars parked on the side of the road for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, the south coast uh, or oh, the south region are into uh, parking. Yeah. <laughs> the UK, they call it dogging. You know, whatever, whatever you're into. <laughs> So Warner Music, <laughs> careful, and Rothko launched Sailors <laughs> on Apple Music to aid speech therapy. Oh, Znet reports. Now, MS, me, I want to start by saying this is really cool. It is. All right. So the curated yeah. playlist feature music tracks where patterns of repetition of the most challenging speech sounds have been identified. Warner Music and Accenture Interactive Rothko have teamed up to launch Sailist, a playlist of songs that have been curated specifically to aid speech therapy. One of the most successful therapeutic methods used to help overcome speech sound disorder is through repetition of difficult syllables, words (laughs) and phrases. Yeah. Apple Music used an algorithm developed by Rothko to carry out a data analysis of song lyrics of 70 million tracks in its catalogue to identify songs where patterns of repetition used to train specific speech sounds were most present and would be helpful for speech therapy. This was narrowed down to 173 songs that resulted in the creation of an initial 10 say lists. Each say list has been categorised according to the most common challenging speech sounds in the English language. Ch, d, f, j, k, l, r, s, z, t. Now the custom built sailors feature tracks such Don't Start Now by 
Dua Lipa for the D playlist or Right Here, Right Now by Fatboy Slim for the R playlist and Good As Hell by Lizzo for the G list. Our goal was to help redefine the long and often painstaking journey that young people with atypical speech can experience. Several members of our team who worked on Say List themselves grew up with SSDs, so it's a personal project as well, Rothko Chief Creative Officer Alan Kelly said. And there is more in the show notes with the link to the ZNet article. I think that is awesome. I absolutely love this. Uh, I've spoken about this before on here, but my son um, goes to speech therapy. And so I think uh, anything to help uh, people work towards uh, their their speech and and that sort of thing is wonderful. And Apple Music is always stepping in the right direction when it comes to this sort of stuff. And having fun while you're doing it. Exactly. And don't even have to say yeah, you don't even have to say yeah. it's, this is therapy, buddy. Like we're, we're concentrating. You just go and play the song and let them sing. Yeah. Like, oh, well, Mason <laughs> loves Mason loves that song, good as hell. Like he'll he'll dance around the lounge room singing it. You yeah. know, so uh, yeah. Well, we listen to that one a fair bit. He knows the words to that one. We listen to it in the car and, <laughs> and that sort of stuff. So um, yeah. now that I know, it's Fat Boy Slim as well. I just want to excuse me. I'm so sorry. Ooh. Um. Fatboy Slim is one of my favourite songs from the nineties. I, I love that song right here, right now. Um, yeah, uh, I've seen that perform live. So um, yeah, we we play that a fair bit as well. So yeah, this is great. It, um, uh, the first song I didn't know, uh, but I'm sure you know Mason would probably know it. He listens <laughs> to that, you know, on his iPad and stuff like that. There's always music playing. It's modern, so he, I'm sure he knows it. So that's excellent. I just think that's such a clever way of yeah, doing it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. What a great way to get kids in there, you know. That, that sort of thing. Yeah. So. Gaming. You got yeah. some gaming? Uh, did you do gaming last week? No. Excellent. So. Then, yeah, then, yeah, see, I've got something planned. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've, got, I've got another one after this for you. <laughs> excellent. So, uh, gaming is called Cozy Grove. It's another oddball uh, ghost survival game in Apple Arcade. I'd be excited for this uh, if it wasn't running the. They've, they've done so many of these. Like, it's a little bit. I don't know. It just seems like a running theme now with Apple. All these creepy little ghost games where you've got to talk to ghosts and work out, you know, what the spirits are doing. And, you know, uh, if it was a one-off or they had a couple, but they, they literally have five or six of these style games in the hundred they have available. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... Well, don't get me wrong, it's a fun game, and I do like these survival games. I, I love the hunt and uh, trying to, you know, get all the, the materials you need to build certain and, and learn to craft new things and, and what you need to craft and things like that. I, I play um, Nintendo, um, uh, like I play, uh, what do you call it? Um, oh, now I've just got a, a mind blank. Um, <laughs> the block game, I play it with Mason. Anyway. 
I play a fair bit of survival gaming, um, but it's just the ghost theme uh, with Apple. They they seem to have just sort of grabbed grabbed onto something, and they're they're really sort of it's, it's not Apple pulling it out. Well, it's it is Apple the because they're, they're writing they're, for Apple, creating games. Yeah, for well, Apple, they're, they're, so. but at, at the end of the day, they're approving these games, yeah. and so um, like I said, there's more than five or six of them in there. And they're all the same sort of game as well. They're all that survival, uh, level by level. Uh, so they must so, be a popular game, mustn't they? Like, well, yeah, look, and look then yeah, giving sure. giving people an opportunity to try different ones of games they like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're all a little bit different, but they're all the same platform, I should say. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess it's like Alex the Kid and Mario Brothers, you know, or Bubble Bubble, Mario Brothers, Alex the Kid. You know, there was all those those platformer games. Yeah. And now, I think mean, Apple has sort of got onto this spooky, you know, sort of thing. And like I said, look, they are fun. Don't get me wrong. I do enjoy a survival game. I do enjoy this style of game. It's just when there is a hundred games, and only 100 games are available. There might be a few more now. Um, you would think the variety of of that genre, it, it could be mixed up a little bit. Yeah. Like, and yeah. survival, right? Because there's so many different types of survival game. Minecraft is what I was thinking of before, by the way. You can do Minecraft survival. Uh, it's amazing. It's so much fun. And it's completely different to this sort of thing. Um, you know, uh, so there's also... I think there's two shipwreck ones on there that are exactly the same. They're both survival games. They're both shipwreck games and that sort of thing. So, again, don't get me wrong. I do like this sort of style game, and I did enjoy playing this. Um, it's just I would like a little more. So I'm still going to give it like 3.2 apples out of 5 because the game is actually good. I did enjoy it. I'm so if it just was your being, first game, if it was your first ghost game, if it was my first four or five, yeah, that's right, that's yeah. right. I'd probably give it four and a half. If it was the first one I played. I'd probably give it four and a half because it's actually really cool. It's on a certain island. You, uh, the rangers in the island are these big cubic bears, and they speak <laughs> to you, and they you've got to help them, you know, bring back their bodies because they're at their spirits at the moment, and so you help them direct, you know, go the right way about it and everything like that. So it's actually quite cool. But again, I've played about four or five of them now, and so I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, if you do like these... It is, if you... I'm just a grumpy old nerd when it comes to this sort of stuff, (laughs) and it's it's a little bit similar. Look, if you like the survival stuff, which I do, try it out because it was actually quite good. I really like the animation. Uh, It was different... Uh, animation style from uh, the other two, other two or three that I've played on there. Um, it's also a different animation style, again, uh, <clears throat> to the other survival games that are in there as well. So it may be similar to one of the uh, shipwreck ones, but other than that, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Excellent. So check it out. Excellent. Have a drink, and then I've got another one for you. Mm-hmm. At least we can mute now for that sort of thing. That's right. (laughs) That went down the wrong hole. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. So, Pokemon Go but, um, boast franchise to, uh, sorry, boost franchise to $100 billion in all-time sale, beating Star Wars, Mickey Mouse. So, yeah, uh, 9 to 5 Mac again reports Pokemon franchise launched back in 1996 on the 10 days Game Boy. Uh, and it's uh, had an amazing 25-year run so far. And thanks to Pokemon Go's global success and staying power since 2016, the franchise has hit the milestone of $100 billion in all-time sales. New data from safe betting sites say that Pokemon has become the world's most valuable media brand with $100 billion in all-time sales that puts it ahead of Marvel, Cinematic, uh, Star Wars, Mickey Mouse, Winnie the Pooh, and Hello Kitty. Pokemon has, a, has had a range of hit games over the last 25 years, but Pokemon Go has been the, cat uh, the catalyst to become the world's most valuable media franchise ever. Through it was released, although it was released in 2016, Pokemon Go saw over 100 million downloads in 2020, uh, with 1.2 billion uh, in players send that made it the third highest grossing mobile game behind PUBG and uh, Honor of Kings. Other new games like Pokemon Home and Quest also have millions of players and added to to the value, uh, the franchise value. Meanwhile, the movie adaption Pokemon Detective Pikachu 2019 earned the second highest at the box office um, out of any video game movie as of March 2021, grossed earnings of 432 million. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, if you're a fan, of uh, Pokemon Go, which I definitely am. This is no surprise. I've been a fan of Pokemon since it was on the Game Boy in 1996. I've played every Pokemon game that's ever come out. Uh, my son, is, my oldest, like Mason, is obsessed with Pokemon. Uh, he is right now uh, up the hallway of my house playing uh, Pokemon Let's Go, which is linked to his Pokemon Go on his Nintendo Switch Lite. Uh, he's got... Actually, I think he might be playing Sword from Sword and Shield, actually. I think he took out Pokemon Let's Go and put it back, which yep, it is. It's right there in its case. So, yeah, so we have multiple versions of Pokemon in the house now. <laughs> <laughs> Not just... Uh, Pokemon Go and Pokemon Sword. We have plushies. We have board games. We, you name it. We have uh, the Pokemon franchise. So this is no surprise. <laughs> uh, if you don't have Pokemon Go, uh, I don't know, like, where have you been? Um, <laughs> I know iPod. I know, I know iPod or, or Michael here has Pokemon on his phone, which is Mason's account. I know. Uh, your lovely wife has Pokemon Go on her phone, which is Mason's account. Uh, so no matter where he is, he or who he's with, uh, he can play Pokemon. That's right. Uh, he also has Pokemon Home on his iPad. Um, 
which allows him to swap and trade uh, Pokemon from Pokemon Go to Pokemon Let's Go to Pokemon Sword and, and vice versa. You can then put them in home and then switch them all around and so you can play, play with them all together and, and that sort of thing, which is very, very cool. Excellent. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that's me on Pokemon. I could go on for another hour about it if you like, but I think I'll pass <laughs> you over, over to Michael for entertainment. Yes. I'm just saying hello to Kellyanne in the... The, Excellent. Uh, hello, Kellyanne. Hello, Mason. Hello, Hunter. Hello, Levi. Hello, Levi. Hello, Hunter. Hello, Mason. Hello, Kellyanne. So, uh, we do have some entertainment this week as well, which is great. <laughs> TV Sorry. plus. Yeah. Sorry, I can hear uh, Levi up the hallway <laughs> going, Hi, Ipa. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Hello, everybody. Good to talk to you. Apple TV Plus announces the year Earth Changed, an uplifting wildlife documentary special, uh, special, an uplifting wildlife documentary special narrated by David Attenborough, heralding Who's Earth that? Day 2021. <laughs> Timely special highlighting nature's resiliency is set to premiere globally along with new seasons of Tiny World and Earth at Night in colour Friday, April 16 on Apple TV+. Plus. Now, in celebration of Earth Day 2021, Apple TV Plus will debut The Year the Earth, the Year Earth Change, an original documentary special narrated by Emmy and BAFTA award-winning broadcaster David Attenborough, along with the second seasons of documentary series Tiny World and Earth at Night in sure. Sir. Sir David Attenborough. Yes, sorry. Thank you. Set to premiere globally in more than 100 cap countries on April 16, each of these groundbreaking originals will be will captivate and inspire viewers to herald Earth Day, the world's largest annual environmental movement. During this most difficult year, many people have reappraised the value and beauty of the natural world and taken great comfort from it, said Attenborough. But the lockdown also created a unique experiment of the showing light on the impact we have on the natural world. The stories of how wildlife responded have shown that making even small changes to what we can do make a big difference. That's because we haven't been out polluting their area as much. And, yeah, absolutely. And them and getting in their way. And... Yeah. Yeah, showcasing. So... Yeah, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Showcasing exclusive footage from around the world after an unprecedented year, the the year the the year Earth Change is a timely documentary that takes a fresh new approach to the global lockdown and uplift and the uplifting stories that have come out of it, from hearing bird song in deserted cities to whistling witnessing whales communicating in new ways, to encounter capybaras in South America suburbs. People all over the world have had a chance to engage with nature like never before. In the one-hour special, viewers will witness how changes in human behaviour, reducing cruise ship traffic, closing beaches a few days a year, identifying more harmonious ways for humans and wildlife to coexist, can have a profound impact on nature. The documentary, narrated by David Attenborough, Sir David Attenborough, is a love letter 
to planet Earth, highlighting the ways nature bounces back can give us hope for the future. The Earth Change is produced by BBC Studios History Unit, directed by Tom Beard. And, yeah, and there's more in the notes, of course. Everyone knows who David Attenborough is, isn't or Sir David Attenborough, I should say. Um, <laughs> I did it too. Uh, but he, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, Florian. I can't say the word now. Philanthropist. Philanthropist. Yes. Philanthropist. Yes. Philanthropist. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> and um, he just, before I was born, has done his best to protect um, and show uh, what our, the impact we make on, on yeah. the earth and, and how, how we can try our best to live harmoniously with these creatures. So yeah, this will be this will be uh, once again this will be just an, an amazing documentary I'm sure, yeah. um, and we'll definitely be watching. So will we. Also, just uh, as it's, as it said in the beginning of that, re returning for season two yep. is uh, Tiny World, narrated and executive produced by Paul Rudd, Ant Man. Grant's view is yeah. a unique perspective into the natural world, illuminating the ingenuity and resilience of the planet's smallest creatures. With over yeah. 200 species filmed and 3,160 hours of footage, the six-episode wow. docuseries shares surprising stories and spectacular cinematography that spotlights small creatures and the extraordinary things they do to survive. Catch, captured on film for the first time are anemone shrimp, which clapped to signal their intent as clean as the predatory fish biting behaviour, fanged blenny fish filmed in slow motion with unprecedented use of phantom high-speed cameras and Utrescan shrews known to be the hungriest mammals on earth. So that's saying a lot when you and I are in the same room. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, more to look forward to there. Which is great. excellent. Um, you, yeah. Um, the that series with, with uh, Rudd uh, is phenomenal. Uh, we we loved it. Yeah. It's so good, and I can't wait for season two. I apologise for that dog. That's right. He's hungry. I'm sure he's hungry and just wants to be let into the house. <laughs> It sounds just like you when you're hungry trying to get in the house. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Australia's COVID safe app costs Australia $100,000 per month. We keep running. ZNet reports Australia's COVID, a coronavirus uh, contact tracing app, COVID safe, was sold as digital uh, sunscreen with people encouraged by the Prime Minister to download the app in order to have life return to some form of normal anomaly. Uh, there have been over 7 million downloads of the app, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's logged into or being used by individuals that have the app, taking up real estate on your phone. The app has received uh, scrutiny from the country's uh, security com community, 
from day one and it has only accounted for a total of 17 cases found in 81 close contacts of those 17 identified through the app. Uh, the Senate Select Committee on COVID-19 also previously said the app significantly underdeveloped on Scott Morrison's promise, uh, delivered, sorry, on Scott Morrison's promise, and it still worked harder than him, uh, promised <laughs> that uh, that would enable an opening up. And Jesus. This is the problem with live television, people. Uh, promises that the app would enable an opening up for the economy in a COVID-safe manner. As previously disclosed by the Digital uh, Transmission Agency, the app cost an excess of $5 million. DTA CEO Randall Borgard told... <laughs> hey? So go on. That's right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Senators on Thursday night that the cost to keep the app's lights on so far has been around $900,000. The spend to date on the app is that much. So <laughs> six, <laughs> uh, $6,745,322.31. That's to the 31st of January, yeah. he said. And there's more for that in the show notes. Now, I'm not going to say, <laughs> I'm not gonna say, I told you so, but I told you so. Like, this app was a good idea. I'm not going to say that it wasn't a good idea. In theory, this should have worked. It's not the app's fault. It's the the lack of backing from this government of anything that matters. And so, unfortunately, without a backbone from our own government, it flopped. And, again, this could have been a great thing. Have you had it on 100% of the time? I've had it on. I've had it on since I was first tested. There you go. So, yeah. And that was way, way, way back when it first all started because – what I do, I yes, uh, I got tested way back then, and since then, because you said get the app, get the app, and I'm like, I'm not going to get the app, and I think it's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> but then I got tested, and I thought, well, I'm going to need to get the app. I just want to be safe, you know. Everything. I got the app, and I told you when I got the app, <laughs> and I've had it on since. And it hasn't done anything, and, you know. So yeah. Anyway, that's only my opinion. Uh, other but people may was... have one that differs from mine. <laughs> so, like, my two bobs worth just at the minute yeah. is if supposedly, uh, like, Boron Bay's in trouble at the moment because they had a big festival planned this weekend. Yeah, the Blues and, and Roots Festival. It's a five-day festival. And it's gone, right? They had to close and it. And it's gone. Closed it. Yeah. Two years in but a row. The, if the uh, guy from... Queensland that knew he had COVID went to Byron. Uh, a woman the that went to Byron. This being closed, yeah. If he knew he had COVID and went to Byron, causing it being closed, I don't know why they're not suing the guy. 
They know who he is. It was a woman that went to Byron for a uh, oh. hen's night. Well, whoever it was. I thought it was a guy, yeah. but anyway, might have been a guy. Yeah, it was a nurse. Yeah, it was a nurse that went to Byron for a hen's night, but she didn't know she had it. She contracted it from the hospital. But she, and you're sure she didn't know she had it? Yes. Like, not like the guy in Brisbane that went to the like, – had didn't have a 25-person party, had a five-person party, knew he had it because yeah. he had two days off crook and then went out, That's did right. some more shopping and stuff and then yeah. got tested and still went out after he got tested. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, she didn't know she had it. Okay. Uh, then, okay. Yeah. No, the only reason I know that is because I watched ABC News this morning and uh, I like, sat there and watched the, the whole thing about how this yeah. all, all had happened. It cost Byron Bay millions, by the yes. way. Yes. And it's the second year running that they haven't had the, the Blues Fest. And the Blues Fest is one of the biggest tourist incomes for Byron Bay uh, of the year. Yes. It's a five-day festival. It's amazing. It brings so many tourists uh, to Byron Bay. And th those local businesses really count on that sort of money. And so to have this day ha happen, um, not only from a, a safety point of view where people could now honestly die uh, if they've contracted COVID, but yeah. economically as well, it, it um, can be quite devastating for small business. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, please keep your COVID app going, even if it only detects one other person. Like it's got to help. <laughs> now, here's here's a, a an unusual story that took quite a long time to be found out. This is an American story. MacBook University fraud sees sister and brother pocket four million US dollars. Nine to five back again, a MacBook mm. University fraud saw a sister brother pocket for me and the sister overordered MacBooks meant for university employees. Then the brother sold them on Craigslist. Now, one amusing element is the frustration their main buyer expressed in a text when Apple launched new MacBooks shortly after they'd bought a batch of older ones. A sister and brother have admitted over-ordering hundreds of new MacBooks for a private university in Silicon Valley to steal and sell the expensive gear for millions of dollars. Patricia Cassandia of San Carlos worked at the University of School of Humanities and Science and was responsible for ordering placement laptops for the faculty and its staff who were entitled to a new one every three years. Over the course of 10 years, starting in 2009, she methodically overordered and then sold them initially for cash through ads on Craigslist and then through a man she met through one of Craigslist ad, again, in cash. And there is more to the story. So, again, there's a link in the show notes. Go for it. Well, that is insane. Like... <laughs> It took 10, <laughs> 10 years for him to get caught, right? Yeah. They made $4 million in 10 years. Yeah. So that's pretty good. But <laughs> not the, the the fraud's terrible, may I add. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. Spending college money, uh, especially private college, is, you know, like I'm sure, you know, if they're funded by, 
the students that go there basically. So, yeah. and I know uh, American college is way overpriced, but still not the point. Yeah. Yeah. A the AEC uh, Australian Electric Australian Electoral Commission. Is yes, the Australian yeah. Electric Commission confident in its security uh, posture with external audit not welcome. The Australian Electoral Commission said on Tuesday night that it is very, very confident its systems are incredibly robust. Sorry, now. Yes, no. Uh, the Australian Electoral Commission Commissioner Tom Rogers has dismissed uh, the proposal to allow a non-government researcher to conduct a security audit on its systems. The prospect of security researcher Vanessa uh, Tiagu, Teague. Yeah. Teague, who has experience in finding holes in electoral, electoral, electoral systems, was raised by One Nation Senator Malcolm Roberts during Senate uh, yeah, estimates on Tuesday night. Rogers said, frankly, that Teague uh, would not be welcome to perform an audit on the AEC systems. We work with a range of partners, including the Australian Signals uh, Directorate, the Australian Cybersecurity Centre. We've had our Internal code and audited, uh, audited and checked. He said, "Not and not being rude, I'm sure the doctor is a wonderful person, but we've had significant checks in place to assure ourselves that the system is running smoothly." Robert sub uh, subsequently, subsequently pushed for the commissioner to give a responding guarantee of the cyber integrity of the system to which Roger, R Rogers refused. No one would sit in this chair and give an unequivocal guarantee about that issue. He said, I would be uh, cheapening the guarantee by giving it. So this is really... Not... Yep. This is really good. Like, no offence again, like he said to the doctor, but if we're confident within ourselves and our security measures that we are safe, especially in something that is so, so vulnerable. Um, this isn't you know, that we, people voting like in yep. America where they vote. This is just no. taking the names off the list yep. of people that have voted, not not yep. their vote, right? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Uh, it's basically to reduce people voting in this booth, then going down the street and voting in that booth, and going down the street yep. and voting in that booth. Yeah. So yep. it's to do with the number of people voting, not not the actual yep. how they're casting yeah. the ballot or anything like that. Yeah. That's right. But uh, still, again, uh, I can see the concern of an outside party. Uh, wanting access to this sort of stuff. Um, I understand why they would say no. Well, there's um, nothing stopping the outside party trying to get in anyway. No, that's true. They can try. some internal information to be able to try and get in. Yeah. Whereas there's nothing stopping them trying to get in now. That's right. <laughs> so, what, so if they think there's a problem with it, such a bad problem with it, uh, and they want to do an outside audit, then uh, why not just 
try to get in. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is because the only time it's sort of up is when there's an election going on and then it's taken down again. So, yeah, maybe that's yep. why, but, yeah. So. How to? Yeah, how to. Keeping the how-tos up, very important. Yep. Losing an AirPod sucks. <laughs> Try this hidden trick to locate your lost earbud. CNET tells us Apple wireless earbuds are small, easy to misplace and expensive to replace. Mm. We'll show you how to locate them using an app you may already have. You will already have. Yeah, you will already. If you're an Apple person, you will already have it. No matter which pair of AirPods you have, a second generation device, the AirPods Pro or the AirPods Max, earbuds, earbuds can get lost, misplaced, or even carried away by the family pet. Small earbuds especially can fall between the couch cushions, fly under furniture, or wedge deep into a pocket. I'm yep. grateful for Apple's Find My app that's built into every iPhone, iPad, and Mac. I most often use it to play a sound to locate my phone around my home. But occasionally I use the same tool to find a lost or misplaced AirPod bud. <laughs> it's not immediately obvious that you can just use the Find My app to track down more than just your phone or tablet, but it's possible and under the right circumstances useful. How to find your lost AirPods, AirPods Pro or AirPods Max. Now after realizing your AirPods is nowhere to be AirPod is nowhere to be found. Take a deep breath, grab your phone, open the Find My app, tap Devices tab, then find and select your AirPods in the list. Alternatively, you can use your computer or visit iCloud.com Find to help find your lost devices. Yeah. If your AirPods are within Bluetooth range of your phone, you'll see their current location on the map and have the option to play a sound on one or both earbuds. Tap play sound and start listening for a chirping to come from each earbud. If one earbud yep. is in the charging case, it won't play any sound. The sound will yes. gradually get louder as it plays for two minutes. So if you can hear it but not find it before the sound stops, just tap play again. The switch which AirPod the sound is playing on by tapping left or right in the FireMy app. And when you've found both AirPods, just tap stop. Yeah, Excellent. and if, if they're further out, you can still find them in a lot of cases. Yep. Or at least get an idea of where they are. You might exactly. realize they're in your car because you're there and your missus has got the car, she's out driving around, that's where you lost them. You might find yep. them they're in there too. Excellent. It could be very wiskily, that's for sure. So, anything more you want to say before I get into trouble? <laughs> No, I think uh, that's, that, that's it for me. Yeah, love your hat. Well Thank done. Thank you. Is that what you wore to school today? That's what I wore to school today, no. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, doesn't fit quite right. But, uh, you know. but as a South Sydney supporter, I agree that's with right. you 100%. That's go, it. <laughs> go, go, Rabbitoh. <laughs> now, don't forget. We've got the show notes link each week on show upload, and the link being. Uh, <laughs> sorry. 
AussieMaxZone.com.au, AMZ373. There you will find. Three, seven, oh, six. six. Sorry, three, seven, six. There you will see the last six weeks uh, show notes. Don't forget, you can email Michael or Zan at AussieMaxZone.com.au. However you listen to us, please give us a rating, uh, a like, tell your friends wherever you are. And helps others find us, if you can do that. It does. And it also, you know, it shows uh, us that you like us because we like you, that sort of stuff. Yeah. So thanks to our supporters, you, our Absolutely. listeners and watchers. Now over to Zahn for our magic, infamous sign-off. Stay safe, guys. Remember, it's double demerit points. Uh, happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. Um, and I hope you have an awesome uh, weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Remember, happy Easter, everybody. <laughs> Remember, uh, Apple Day keeps the Androids away. Hey, Michael. Um, yes. Do you know? Do you know what a walk is? No. <laughs> it's what you throw at a rabbit when your wife doesn't work. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs>